Hey, y'all. Love you, love you, love you. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to stand as a living witness for the Lord Jesus. To hold up the bloodstained banner of the Lord Jesus to a lost and a dying world. If I should have had a subject tonight, it would be the blood of Jesus is the only way to God. Then I'd love to ask you a question. How many times in your life have you been a little bitty baby? Oh, once, of course, Jesus says, you must be twice if you want to go to heaven, you know. Honest, he said, you must be born again. And he said, I, except a man be born again, he couldn't even see in, much less enter the kingdom of heaven. And if he did see in and had never been born again, why, he wouldn't like what he saw when he arrived, looked in. Do you know of anything worse than the lake of fire? I believe I do. You take a sinner and chain him up and put him in heaven and make him stay there for a thousand years. She hates God with a passion. And we're just praising the Lord, you know, and hollering hallelujah, and up one side that glory street, and down the other, you know. And he'd hunt him a hole almost to jump out into that um, place of torment, you know, get with his gang, you know, get with his gang. And so, uh, I got no good news for you. There'd be nobody in heaven but sinners. So what'd you say? I said that all nobody in heaven but sinners. Jesus came to seek and to save that which lost, lost, lost. What a horrible word. And did you know I'm kindly trimming in my boots tonight when I'm standing before you? Because I know that every one of you, there's not any of you to outlive me. Because I was one second old at one time when I was conceived. The second time I was one year, the second old I was born, you know. And I believe I was one second old three times when I was born into God's family. When the recording angel picked up the pen, dipped it in the blood of Jesus, the recording angel wrote my name down in the Lamb's book of life. Never to be erased. There's no way on earth that all the imps in hell and all the angels in heaven couldn't persuade the recording angel to rub my name out of that book. I'm so glad I know who I am, I know where I came from, I know where I'm going. And I know what I'm supposed to do while I'm here is hold up the bloodstained banner in the book, you know. I'm just as happy as if I had good sense. You know, you can't expect too much of it because I just got a one-track mind and Jesus is on that track. I want to say this. This is one of the finest churches in the world. This has the finest pastor in the world. It has the finest song leader in the world has the finest assistant pastor, Brother Jake, in the world. And has the finest crowd, audience, and you all are the finest people that I ever met. 
in all my life. I never got so much loving in all my life as I have it for a seven. I hunted for a church for 70 years. I could warm a seat and bring my $5 bill every Sunday morning and they let me come in, but they wouldn't fellowship me, you know. And so I, when I came here uh, with Brother Bud Smith, and I would go downtown to church and then I'd come here with him at night for about six months. And finally I said, well, I'm going to hold my signs out yonder in the vestibule. You know where I stand? And let them run me off. I've been run off from every other place. You know, I'm the ugly duckling, you know. You've heard of the ugly duckling? I'm 70 years an ugly duckling. And finally I found a new degree for me. L-B-N-S. I have a B-S degree, you know, been born again. Oh, no, been saved, I'm sorry. B.A. has been born again, and the B.S. has been saved, you know, and I have a L.B.S. now. A large, beautiful swan. Honest, because I lit right down here in this pool, you know, with all you beautiful swan. And you know what? I really believe with all of my heart there must be a God somewhere out yonder. Then nothing in the universe, nowhere but God could make anybody as pretty as your line. <laughs> Honest, that's the truth. Praise the Lord. And you know what? I may not never know your parents, and I imagine they're still alive somewhere. You know the most of the people are. The dogs and the horses and the cows and the animals and the birds and the fishes and everything that God created and made died and went back to fertilizer, I guess, went back to soil, you know what I mean? But there's no way on earth for a man to die. We're going to be alive millions and billions and billions of years from now. Either rolling and tossing in the flames of hell, or walking the golden streets of New Jerusalem, bathing in the sunlight of God's love, what we do with Jesus is what he will do with us. He's our Savior on this side of the grave. On the other side of the grave, he'll be our judge. We're going to force him to say, we're going to allow him to say, if we meet him on this side, it's not what you know, it's who you know. On the other side, we're going to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, any end of the joy of the Lord prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Or are we going to force him to say, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So Jesus is our Savior on this side of the grave. And today is the day of salvation, and tomorrow never comes. One second before midnight is today. Drops over into zero midnight. And neither today nor tomorrow, and one second after midnight is today, and so when does tomorrow ever come? It's figure of speech with the human being, is that right? And so we're so glad this is the day that the Lord hath made, therefore let us rejoice and be exceedingly glad. I like that exceedingly glad. I put that exceedingly in that fair phrase that just a little bit, you know, it, it makes me feel just a little bit better, you know. And then he gave me, put, he made me and put me in the day. 
And then he'd give me a book of orders from headquarters. I don't have to obey it. I can just kick up my heels and just live it up and just have a big time in this life. Drink and do everything else big enough to do and then the Lord, the God will give us the lake of fire for a dessert, don't you see? After you've eaten a big meal, you know, and all you want is dessert, of course. And after you've lived a rounded out life, boozing and drinking and everything why you want your dessert and so God is going to see to it that you spend eternity in the lake of fire with the old devil himself whom you serve so faithfully all of your life don't you think he's going to he's going to honor your decision and see that you stay uh, get into the lake of fire you know and as there is a way out oh there is no yes there is a way out stay out Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And when the but by me, all the shackles of religion dropped off, you know. All religions don't have any blood in it. And the blood is the life of the body. You could take my bleed me and I'd be... I'd still have all my organs, and they would, if I transplant them, they would grow in other people and no tell how long they'd live, Brother Jake, them organs of mine. But no blood in it, I'd be dead. So the life of the flesh is in the blood. The blood is the life of the flesh is what I'm trying to get at. So all religions have got a daddy and a mama, and daddy and mama Either one of them are molding in the grave. Their old bones is molding in the grave. And the people that join that religion are just as cold and dead as them old bones in the grave. Spiritually I'm speaking about, don't you see? And so, what must I do to be lost? Not one thing on earth to do to be lost. Nothing. Just... I had a little track one time. It was on one side. What must it be lost? And it said, look on the other side. And there wasn't anything on the other side. I gave it to a lady down in the Gibson's downtown. And she looked at it and she said, am I lost? Maybe she the first time she'd ever realized that she was really lost in her life. So uh, I want to say this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. Prepare to meet God today. Because there will be no tomorrow. And if God were to call for your soul right now, if you were to die right now, what country would you be bound for? Heaven and happiness or hell, sadness and woe. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. He says, if you will, I will. You can peep out. You have a, a, the right to peep out and see who it is. Just crack the door open just a little. And remember the latch string hangs on the inside. There's no way to get in. Only from the inside you have to open it. And Jesus is a guest. He wants to be your guest and he's a gentleman. He wouldn't force his way into your heart for nothing in the world. It'd be unwanted or an intruder upon you, don't you say? And so, behold, I stand at the door knocking. If any man open the door, I will come in and sit with him and he with me. If you will, I will. 
And you know, there was a man by the name of Nicodemus one time. He was a ruler of the Jews and a very highly educated man, a, a member of the Sanhedrin, and he slipped off over one night at night to tell, talk to Jesus about it. He didn't want none of his colleagues to know anything about what he was doing, and he wanted plenty of time to talk with Jesus. And Jesus said, uh, he said, I know that your teacher come from God, but no man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. And Jesus said, ye must be born again, except a man be born again. He can't even see the kingdom of God. And he says, how can I be born when I'm old? And I can't enter the second time in my mother's womb and be born. And Jesus said, that which is born to flesh is flesh, that which is born to spirit is spirit. And why will not that I say unto ye must be born again? And uh, that would, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he shall not enter the kingdom of God. He couldn't even see in, or at least he couldn't even get up close enough to the door to see in, much less enter if he hadn't been born again, don't you see? And he said, how can these things be? He said, the wind blow where it listed. Now here's the sound there. I can't tell what's coming or where they're going. So is everyone that's born of the spirit. He said, I can't understand it. It's too deep for me. How can it be? He said, I've told you earthly things. You believe not? How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And he said, as Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, ever, eternal life. And then there's 25 of the most beautiful words that ever fell from the lips of a human being. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let's form a triangle like a pyramid. Put 12 of those words here and 12 over here and put the sun right up on top looking right at us, you know. Oh, isn't that nice? Praise the Lord. And you can write gospel through that. G only as son, G-O-S, and perish eternal life. Try it sometime. And that is the gospel. That is the heart of the gospel. And somebody said, I said, do you believe that? Why, sure I believe it. You think I'm a heathen? I said, well, my brother, let's go have prayer meetings somewhere. Let's uh, go preach somewhere. Let's give me some trouble. Oh, I'm not saved. I said, I thought you believed John 3.16. Well, he says, I do. I'm a heathen wouldn't believe that. I said, where do you believe it at? He said, well, I reckon I believe it in my head, not in my heart. So he has religion, is that right? A little bit. Uh, in his head, you know, that's all far as religion. He has to get down in the heart, don't you see what I mean? Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I want to tell you about a bulldog. He was living with an old uh, patch, you know, the old uh, uh, man about 50 years old. He's a hard-working man. He's working at a sawmill, and he was batching, and the old dog slept on the foot of his bed, you know. And as a revival meeting came off every night up the creek a little ways from where he was, and he'd take his lantern and go up there, you know, the old-fashioned lantern. He got on a deep conviction of sin. And he... Uh, Come home one night and he loved his old bulldog. Old bulldog weighed about 80 pounds, you know. He said, Bulger, I wished I was you. Said, when you're dead, you're just a dead dog. Said, poor old Pat, 
When he dies, he's got to go to hell yet. Out trying to meet God somewhere. There's more truth and poetry in that. Did you know that? It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. And every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God, so then every one of us shall give an account of ourselves to God. And everybody that has ever lived is still alive somewhere today. They may be waiting in hell between death and the resurrection. They'll be judged then. They come before the judge, and then they'll be put in the lake of fire, don't you see? But right now, either in heaven, in paradise, I mean, in, or in hell waiting for them. And their bodies are still only one raised from the dead and stayed alive, and that was Jesus. Been in the tomb, and he's not there, he's gone. Why seek ye living among the dead? Oh, glory, isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. We're so happy that we can say that we've been there and I'm so proud that and of you all that just passed that one time and $1,250 a fare for that Holy Land came on. And I'll tell you what, they in their capsule, like this almost like getting in a capsule and three of them, you know, way up seven miles in the air and I was riding 24 hours. One time I wasn't riding, I was running to catch another one, don't you see it? mean sure enough praise the Lord and so we're so happy to have you uh, to love somebody and I got I believe I got it on y'all just a little bit I told you this before but I want it's worth repeating there's 10,000 of y'all and uh, there's only one of me so I got 10,000 to love y'all haven't got one to love don't you see oh isn't that wonderful praise the Lord thank you Jesus well, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Your, your sins be as scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. They'll be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. And wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Did you ever see anything any whiter than snow? He said, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. And you know there's lots of names in the world, and every names in the world, and... There's only one name that we're going to have to stand before. And he said, there's none other name, salvation and none other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And he said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. And if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And we're not redeemed by corruptible things such as silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus, who washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us kings and priests unto God. And so I want you to ask yourself fair and square before God and man, where am I going to spend eternity? I found out that we was in eternity now. I thought we'd have to die to get into eternity, but if we can't never die, you know, I, how come we're not in eternity right now? And uh, he said that next verse after John 3.16, uh, he said, um, 
God sent not his Son in the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And here's the reason we go to hell. He that believeth on the Son is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And the 36th verse says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him right now. And he came to seek and to save that which is lost. And he told me to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And Jesus said he came to seek and to save that which is lost. 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 What a horrible word. Condemned. Headed for the regions of the damned. But Jesus has his big ear hung over the portals of glory. Listen to the faintest cry of the little sheep down on the barren hills of sin. He's no soul winning business. He hears that little sheep saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I got saved on them seven words, and you can too. If you pray them just seven words, that man 1,900 years ago said him, he smote his chest, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he was saved. Went down to his house justified rather than the other one. And so if you don't believe it, try it. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter was walking on the boat one time, walking on the water, going to Jesus. And he got his eyes off of Jesus and he got him on the material things there, you know, and the waves. And he said, he had a sinking spell just before this washed over his head. Why, he said, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And uh, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you call on him, he's got to save you. It's for the asking. It's free. But he can't give it to you if you don't ask him. It's all for the asking, don't you see? He was asleep on the boat one time, and they tried their best to do everything humanly possible to save the boat. But it's going to sink anyhow, and they woke Jesus up. When you do everything on earth humanly possible to get yourself saved, and you know you can't. All the religion in the world could have saved you. So wake Jesus up. He's on board. And they told him when they woke him up, says, Lord, save us. We perish. I would like to... I have a little poem that I'd like to try to see if I can. If I happen to get stuck on it, why, I'm part human, you know, and you can't expect too much of me anyway. I guess God will want to track mine and Jesus all on that track. And he said he'd choose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And I sure I'm glad I found that in there. I get my little two cents worth in now. Amen. Tom Gray lay down on the barroom floor having drunk so much he could drink no more. He fell asleep with a troubled brain and dreamed he's riding on a hellbound train. The engine with blood was red and damp and it was brilliantly lit by a brimstone lamp. 
The imps of fuel were shoveling in dead men's bones, while the furnace rang with a thousand groans. The boiler was filled with logged beer, and the old devil himself was the engineer. The, ma- the passengers made such a motley crew, the church member, the atheist, the Gentile, and the Jew, the rich men in the broadcloth, the beggars in the rags, the beautiful young ladies in the withered old hags, red, white, red, brown, and white, all chained together. What a horrible sight. As the train dashed on at an awful pace and the hot wind scorched them on the hands and face, Brighter, uh, louder and louder the thunder crashed, and brighter and brighter the lightning flashed. Harder and harder the air became, till all the clothes were burnt from every quivering frame. Then in that distance there arose such a yell, Ha, ha, crook, the devil, we're nearing hell. Oh, how the passengers shrieked with pain, and begged the devil to stop the train. He capered about and sang with glee and laughed and joked at their agony. Says, faithful, my faithful friends, you've done my work, and the devil can never repay their shirt. You've bullied the weak, you've robbed the poor, you've, stern, you've turned your starving neighbor from your door. You've laid up gold where canker rusts, you've given all, the, all to your beastly lust. You've drank, rioted, murdered, and lied, and mocked God in your hell-born pride. It's only right that you should get your due, so I'll safely carry you through. The workman always wants his hire, so I'll safely land you in a lake of fire. Where my flesh, where your flesh will roast in flames that roar, and my imps torment you more and more. Then he woke with an agonized cry, his clothes soaked with sweat and his hair standing high. He prayed as he never prayed before to be saved from the devil and the power of drink, and his prayers and his cries were not made in vain. The de- he never more ruled on that hellbound train. We're on that hellbound train if we're not saved. And please stop looking, listen, and ask yourself the question. Be honest. Just shell down the corn and say, uh, come clean with God and say, I'm a sinner. I've never been born again. I've never been saved. Let me tell you one thing I like about this. You know, the finest way in the world to go to hell and a respectable way to go to hell is to go join some big church, you know. And every time the doors is open, you're there to knock doors, you just anything. I don't care, preach a little and everything. Carry on a heavy church activity. Oh, yes, to religious, I mean, show now. Do everything on earth around the church, but get saved. Everything you do is wrong, but it's from the head. And he'll have to say, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, and spent the whole time working for the... Well, I don't know what it's working for. It's just... uh, I'm so sorry that I, I don't think we have any of those here. I don't believe we're doing it. But if there happened to be one... Would you come clean and say, I'm the sinner? You see, Mother went down into the jaws of death to bring me in the world, you know. And God so fit to breathe into my little nostrils a breath of life and I've become a living soul. 
millions and billions of years from now I'll still be alive in some worm. And that got me scared. Said you get scared into, well I wished I could scare somebody out of hell. It wouldn't that be keeping from going there, you know. I'm going to live on. I'm never going to die. Well, mother would come in and tuck us little fellas to bed, you know, and say the little prayer. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now that's a little old nursery rhyme and that's a kindergarten little thing and it don't amount to hell of beans. Oh, it does too, I believe. I believe it. A sinner can't pray it, can he? Well, if the sinner can't pray it, it's not so little after all, is it? Right. So mother would come in, tuck us little fellas to bed, you know, and she'd get right out in the middle of the floor and say, now let's say a little prayer. And she did, we'd repeat it after her. That was going on for years and years, ever since I could remember. But that night when I came in, that dawned on me. I was on my way to school. said, you're going to live on. You're never going to die. And I knew I, right then, I was 11 and a half years old. I knew I was die, go to hell. That's all there was to it. I just knew it. So I stood it for a long six months. I was under deep conviction of sin. And uh, finally I rolled off my bed one night, used my bed for an altar. Around 12 years old then. And I said seven words. And uh, I said, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And you know what? He turned the lights on. That big bag of sin just undone and rolled away and I could know the angels in heaven was rejoicing. And I could pray that little prayer that night that Mama taught me to pray. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Uh, if I should die before awake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Sixty-two years ago and every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before I like that song, you know, where it said, uh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing and keeps me singing as I go. Oh, glory, isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. And I'm so glad it's by grace or you say through faith, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I want to tell you a little something, you know. If a fellow could get to heaven on being baptized to get there, you know, or some other way, why, he'd meet Jesus coming down them golden streets, you know, and he'd kind of thumb his nose up there and said, you little squirt, you, you thought you'd done something by dying on the cross, didn't you? I got baptized to get here. You know, Jesus said it's finished, and you know anything that's finished just can't be at, unless his kids just can't, you know anything that's finished is finished. He said, it's finished. The plan of salvation was all the scriptures up to that time pertained to him was finished. And so you can't add anything to something that's already finished. I like my eggs well done, you know, and all the things, and, and I like my salvation well done. Some people do, 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 and just keep on doing, and they think they'll do enough to get God done, let him come into his presence. That all of our righteousness is a bunch of filthy rags in the sight of God. And the only righteousness we have is what Jesus gives us. God gives us through Jesus, don't you see? And so I'm so glad that ours is not a trying to do enough things to come into the presence of God, but it is there. 
already done. And he's already gone into the tomb and come out victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and have the keys of death and hell. You know, he took the keys away from the devil. The devil don't even have keys to his own home, you know. And you know, he got old death down one time and pulled his stinger out. Honest, he got old death down and pulled his stinger out. He said, A year though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, anoint my head of oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy, my two angels, my two guarding angels, goodness and mercy, follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's a Baptist. Honest. Boy, if he hadn't been a Baptist, he wouldn't have said, I will. He wouldn't have been so positive about it. Right? You know, the first Baptist preacher in the Bible, you know, was Abel. He brought the blood, you know. And the next Baptist preacher was Job. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth. If he hadn't been a Baptist, I come in to know it. How come in to know it so plain? I know my Redeemer liveth. And shall see him one of these days. Of course, understand, Baptist religion is take it out as quick as a Catholic religion. If it's in the head, if it's the head, it's, in a, it's religion, don't you say? But if it's in the heart, it's salvation. Amen. Amen. So I think I about used up my time, and so I thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I didn't, I actually surprised myself. I didn't know I could do it. <laughs> Amen.